It's an exclusive interview with Amy Ford of Embrace Grace. The Love Times 2 podcast starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome to the Love Times 2 podcast. Our mission is all about loving every mom and every baby, no matter what. And as part of our mission, I just love being able to highlight top quality ministries uh, that are doing this at a very, very high level. And recently, I was able to attend the National Evangelicals for Life Conference just outside of Washington, D.C., and as I got to know different ministries that were participating and being sponsors of that event, I just happened to run across uh, a ministry called Embrace Grace, and I was just extremely impressed at everything that I saw at the conference and uh, just the creativity uh, just the, the the sense of caring and compassion that I just saw throughout everything, every bit of material that I've received from them is just incredible. So it was an honor to get to know a little bit about them at that conference. And today, uh, I'm honored to have Amy Ford on the pod- podcast. Uh, Amy is the president of Embrace Grace, and uh, she's going to come on the podcast to tell us more uh, about this great outreach, Embrace Grace and how you can bring it to your church and your community and get involved in a way that God is calling you to get involved. So, Amy, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, it's it's just a, a real pleasure to have you on today because, I, I again, I'm just so impressed by everything that you guys are doing. And, uh, you know, I, and really I'm surprised that uh, I had never heard about it before. I mean, I've seen a lot of different ministries and stuff like that, but... Uh, I was just thrilled to be at that conference and just happened to walk past the table. And I don't know how it escaped my radar, but uh, I'm so glad that uh, I was able to pick up some material, talk to some of your staff people, and and schedule this interview. But I know from being in a position of leadership that every leader has a story to tell. So before we talk about Embrace Grace, tell us a little bit about your background that led you up to this point. Yeah, well, I had an unplanned pregnancy when I was 19, and I grew up in an amazing home and had an awesome Christian family, but the enemy lied to you, and I was convinced that I needed to get an abortion and that my parents would hate me and that I was going to be the black sheep of the family, and the father of the baby felt the same way. We just um, thought that abortion was something that we just needed to do, and so we paid for it, we scheduled it and paid for it, and... We really had gone into kind of robot mode where we're just like, let's just get through this and we'll deal with the consequences of a broken heart later, but we need to just get this done. So we went up there to do it and I had suppressed all my feelings and emotions, but they ended up kind of erupting in the abortion room. I ended up actually hyperventilating and passing out in the abortion room. And when I came to, the nurses were feeding me, and they were trying to give me a drink of water, and they said, you're just too emotionally distraught to make this decision today. You can come back another day, but today you're not getting an abortion. Hmm. And so I went back out into the waiting room, which was where the father of the baby was, and also just, we had he was my boyfriend. We've been together for a long time, and we knew we wanted to get married someday, but it just wasn't, we didn't really want it to be like a shotgun situation, wedding, hmm. but we ended up... Uh, deciding to get married, and so I got married when I was 16 weeks pregnant, and um, the guy that had led Ryan to the Lord years before, he was just an amazing, uh, we just loved him so, so much, and looked up to him so much, 
But he was so upset and hurt that we had gotten pregnant. And we asked him if he would marry us. And he said that, I'm sorry, but I can't bless this marriage because you sinned. And so I will not marry you. And so we just felt a lot of shame on our wedding day. It was such a beautiful event, but we carried a lot of shame. And we tried to go to church a little bit after that. But it's kind of like the elephant in the room that people don't know whether to say congratulations or I'm sorry. So they don't say anything. And you feel alone in a crowd of people. And so we didn't really go to church much after that um, because we just kind of felt disconnected and that no one really understood what we were going through. And um, and so it was kind of a lonely season. season. Even though I was married, we just both felt super alone. And um, But one thing that's cool is that a couple years later after that happened, um, the man that wouldn't marry Ryan, uh, marry us, he um, called us and asked for forgiveness. He said that he felt like it was his worst mistake in pastoring history that he had ever made. And he, he asked Ryan for forgiveness. And Ryan was like, of course, you know, I forgive you. And Ryan loves this guy so much. They're still to this day um, really great friends. And um, so we had a son. His name was Jess. And he, I would say I raised a kid, but he really raised us. And we were young when we had him, but now he's 20. And he is majoring in ministry and leadership development at Oral Roberts University. And um, he has led so many kids to the Lord. He has such a heart and passion for evangelism. He wants to be a pastor. He says he was an overcomer before he was even born and that Satan had a plan to take Mm -hmm. him out. But he's here and he wants to use his life to change the world. And, um, And so when Jess was 16, so four years ago, that pastor that wouldn't marry us, he's a, pa- we live in the Dallas Fort Worth area, but he's a pastor in Austin, Texas. So that's about four hours or so away. And he had asked me to come up and preach at his church on Mother's Day. And he was very open with a congregation leading up to, um, the, me getting there about what he had done years, like years before he had said that he had a, you know, religious spirit and a Pharisee heart at that time. And he, he just was very open and vulnerable with all of them about it. And so he had me come preach. I did my thing. And then afterwards, he asked me to come back on stage and he asked my son, Jess, to come on stage. He was 16 at the time. And he said, Amy, years ago, I asked you for forgiveness, but I never, or I'm sorry, I asked Ryan for forgiveness, your husband, but I've never really asked you, would you forgive me for what I did years ago? And I was like, of course, yes, look at Embrace Grace and look what God's doing. And um, and so, but then he looked at my son, 16, in front of the whole church, and he said, Jess, will you forgive me for planting seeds of rejection in your heart before you were ever even born? And while you were wow. in your mother's womb, I rejected you. Will you forgive me? And my son, 16, in front of the whole church says, I forgive you. And it was such a powerful moment at that church. Like, you could see, like, just people's jaws were on the floor, and the fact that this pastor was so vulnerable and humble to to ask for forgiveness in front of everyone like that. It was just a powerful moment. And and so now they have Embrace Grace at their church. They love Embrace Grace. And so now me and my husband, we've been married for almost 21 years. About two weeks, it'll be 21 years. And um, we have four kids, and we launched Embrace Grace um, because we really just can see how the church can play a pivotal role in really helping women that have unplanned pregnancies to uh, be able to choose life, to help them be brave, whether it's someone that is contemplating getting an abortion, we want the church to be a safe place for them to go and talk to them about it. Uh, But then also once they have chosen life, a lot of women just feel like alone, all their friends leave because they don't know how to respond to it. So 
they feel completely alone. And so the church can play a powerful role in empowering women to be um, a mom, a, a powerful mom, and, and a mom that's going to raise, a, a, we always say brave moms raise brave kids. So if we can help women be brave and choose life, they're going to raise brave kids, and, and it's going to be a generational um, new legacies that are passed down um, if we can just be a support system for these women. Well, tell us uh, about the first baby steps of Embrace Grace. I mean, when was it? And obviously during that entire time in your background that you described, God was working uh, all mm-hmm. of those uh, experiences together to lead you to this point. What was the, uh, what was the triggering point? Or what, what was it that you just, you just knew Embrace Grace was what God had placed on your heart and that seed was planted? Was there a specific time or was it yeah. over a period of time? But what was that like? Well, it was actually a specific moment. It wasn't the idea of of as big as it is now because God just just completely blew us out of the water. But I was at a women's conference at my church. It's called Gateway Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And Carrie Job was leading worship and Christine Kane was preaching, which those are just amazing. We just love them. And um, I had a vision and it was very vivid. And I've never had a vision before or since. But it was like snapshots going off in my mind. And the snapshots, it was during worship, and the snapshots were at the beginning of me having an unplanned pregnancy, and I looked sad and scared in the snapshots. But then the snapshots changed to me throwing baby showers. And that year, I had thrown 13 baby showers for my girlfriends because I love throwing parties and celebrating people and life and all of that. And so they, the snapshots changed to that. And I wasn't really sure what it meant. I even had a friend that was with me. I was like, this is what I saw. And she's like, I don't know, you know, that maybe we're not really sure what that could mean. She said she had heard that God say to help moms and babies. And we had never even talked about anything like this before. So as I was leaving, I ran into the group's pastor of the church and I told her what I saw. And she said, why don't you just start a small group for girls with unplanned pregnancies and a baby shower can be the hook to get them in the door. And then Jesus will do the rest. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I've never led anything before at church. We were really just then starting to get plugged into a church. When we found Gateway, we just knew we had found home. And so we started a group, and we had the whole summer to prepare, and three girls came. Then one wore a coat in August in Texas because she was terrified of stepping foot into a church when any and anyone to see that she was pregnant. There wasn't any such thing as single and pregnant curriculum back then, so we just kind of had to wing it, and as we we did it, th- that first semester, all three girls got saved. Our lives changed just by leading. You know, they went from, at the beginning of the semester, just a hopelessness, not making eye contact, um, just scared and terrified of what was coming, and by the end of the semester, they had a sparkle in their eye, their shoulders were squared, they had surrendered their, their life to Jesus, and they trusted him, and um, they were ready to be moms, and we we were hooked. We were like, "This is amazing!" And then we did it again. Three more girls, three more girls came, then eight, then fourteen, then twenty-one, and it just started growing. And, and Gateway's a really big church; it has several campuses, so we kind of started launching them at different campuses. And then in the meantime, other churches started calling us, saying, "This is really cool. Will you show us how to do it too?" They would just hear about it randomly, and so at that time, we kind of did start writing some things, but we never in a million years thought, oh, this is going to be published curriculum that we're going to, you know, it just didn't even cross our minds. We just were being obedient with what God gave us right then and focusing on these moms at Gateway. And 
God started showing us that he wants us to help people help people. So we've been so focused on helping these moms that he wants us to quit the church, to be pro-love and and invite these women in all across the nation and to be a safe sanctuary for these moms. And so in 2012, we launched the nonprofit after much confirmation that we were supposed to do that. And it has been a roller coaster ever since. July of 2014 is when we had enough funding to be like in our first office with a couple of us super tiny salaries, but enough to put our kid in a mother's day out and we hit the ground running. So it's just coming up on five years and we're in, I think 590 churches of 46 states and 10 countries. And we are just, I mean, every day our favorite thing to say is guess what? Because it's just amazing to see um, what God's doing and the church is is becoming ready. Like they, uh, they want to help more. A lot of them say, well, we give to our pregnancy centers and we donate and, and which is so needed. We need the pregnancy centers for sure. They're the first response team and the church is a hospital, but they want to be able to help, uh, in a more of a, in, in, in a bigger way and really actively touching, feeling, holding their hands, saying, I'm with you in this and just being in the trenches with these moms. And so Embrace Grace is such a great bridge from the center to the church um, for these girls to get plugged in. And maybe the baby shower is the hook sometimes for them. Sometimes the hook is that they're going to meet other girls going through the same thing that they are, that they are are craving community. Um, Some of them just feel lost and they need someone to kind of give them um, a direction of where to go, what to do on some things. And uh, but then Jesus just radically changes their lives in the process. And so anyone can start a group. It's 12 weeks long and we have digital curriculum. So people can just press play and, uh, the moms, they all sit and watch the lesson together. We give all the, uh, handouts. We do all the training digitally. It's all online with training videos. So it's not like we have to fly out our team to train anyone. It's all done digitally. Super easy. Anyone can lead a group, um, as long as they're a member of a church and a church approves having the group there. Um, but you're going to have front row seats to miracles, being able to walk alongside these moms and watch what God does in their lives. Do you know uh, approximately how many women that Embrace Grace has served at this point? Yeah, we're up to, I think, around 5,600. Um, we are, that is as of May, um, sorry, the last, let's see, is right now it is May. So it would be as of December. Okay. Um, so, because most of them are all semester-based. So, um, like they'll do spring or fall and some of them take breaks in the summer. Some churches do them in the summer as well. So I don't think that we've gotten all of our numbers from spring semester yet. They're all coming to a close right now. So, well, that's a really impressive number. And, uh, for listeners that are wondering what's the core of Embrace Grace. And I know, uh, for example, I have sitting here this box, this, this nice little box that's just jam packed full of all kinds of little stuff and, I talked to some of your staff, and they explained how everything worked on that. But for listeners that are just saying, hey, this sounds really exciting, what are the core elements of Embrace Grace? Yeah, so the main thing is the actual group and the digital curriculum and everything that you get. And one of the tools to get the girls to the group is the love box, as you're referring to. So we give pregnancy centers free love boxes if they have an Embrace Grace group within 20 miles of their center. And inside the box, there is a onesie that says best gift ever. There's a book called The Bump in Life, which is it's my book. It's just full of stories. It's not preachy at all. It's just 20 stories of girls that chose life, whether they chose to place for adoption, parent, if they were date raped, if they were preacher's kids, if they were on drugs, if they were in jail, if their baby daddy was shot and killed. It's just there are crazy stories that are all true 
that have happened in Embrace Grace where God has completely healed their their lives and, and it, they're amazing. And then there is a journal about being brave and fearless. Uh, there are also letters that people write all over the nation that people can uh, write handwritten letters. The download link is on our website. It says, Dear Brave Girl, and you can write you can write the letters that go inside the boxes. And we read them all here to make sure that they're encouraging. And then we put them all in the boxes so you get to speak life into someone that just found out they're pregnant. So these boxes, and, and on, one more thing is it has an invitation to an Embrace Grace group that's in their area because we used to give the pregnancy centers flyers to give to the girls, but the girls would get so much paperwork that they would just kind of throw it in the floorboard of the car and not look at it. But this box is so cute. They're going to look at it and they're going to look through it. And we hope that they can feel the love through the box and want to be inspired. We want them to be inspired to be able to want to go to a church um, mm-hmm. and, and know that it's a safe place for them to go to. Um, so it's basically the cutest invitation you've ever seen is really what the love box is. We, we hope it inspires a life decision, number one. Number two, that it um, inspires them to get connected to a support group in their area. Yeah, well, it's just incredibly creative. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the materials that are inside of it, every, everything inside of it is just uh, really well thought out. And, uh, and you know, I, I just love this idea of giving churches this hands-on experience. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, I, I think that uh, a lot of the, in the pro-life world, uh, a lot of churches, for example, went through more or less a, a sort of political period where yeah. the response to abortion was call your congressman about a bill or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that just wore so thin uh, on just a lot of folks. But now there is a lot of questioning out there from individuals as well as churches that are deeply concerned with caring for moms and babies. But yeah. they don't want to go down the route of, oh, let's just talk about politics. And this gives that direct assistance, direct help uh, to women that are in need. Um, and so you're doing such a terrific job with that. What is the most pressing need that Embrace Grace has right now? Well, right now we need um, more support staff. We actually need more giving. And that is we this year, which I'm not sure if anyone is going to be listening to it after the fact, but it is 2019 and it's May, but January through May of 2019 has been our busiest time that we've ever experienced. So last year we had 673 start a group requests, like people requesting information about starting a group. This year, um, as of April 22nd, I haven't checked since then, we've had 1,280 something. So we've hit We've doubled what we've done the entire year last year just in the first quarter. And I think it's because of the Roe v. Wade um, or the New York bill that was passed on Roe v. Wade anniversary Mm -hmm. with a 40-week abortion, the unplanned movie, and everything that's gone out. I think people are just – what I keep hearing over and over again is people are saying, we can't look away anymore. We have to do something. Help me. Help me be set up to be able to do something, whether it's having a love box assembly party or starting a group or whatever that might be. So we really, we're having to implement auto dialers and to just to keep up with the influx that's coming in. And so we really need monthly donors to be able to help us with the support staff to keep up with the demand because it is amazing to see that God is really, for such a time as this, he is stirring hearts of his people to say, okay, this is the time where we really need to do something more than what we have been, and let's make a change and be his hands and feet in this area. And so we really could use um, 
more monthly giving, you can go to embracegrace.com forward slash donate and it has all the information there. And then also just spreading the word about what we do and telling your pastors or people around you. We have a lot of women that lead Embrace Grace groups that have experienced an abortion. And sometimes they feel disqualified. Well, uh, you know, I've had an abortion, um, so I probably shouldn't lead. But actually, that makes you even more amazing to lead an Embrace Grace group because you get to be the change or, or the person that you wished that was in your life years before when you made your abortion decision, you get to be that for someone else and you get to walk with them. And I love Revelation twelve eleven says, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so as you're able to share your story, even more of these embrace grace moms, that's how we overcome. And so it's a great way to share your story in a safe environment. Um, and we can be, um, the what it is that we just we want to be the hope and the help that they need um and we want we always say we can't uh fix all their problems but we can point them to the one that does and that's jesus absolutely and and i 100 percent agree that the timing right now uh between between the new york law as you said and uh, you know lighting the power up pink and that i think that particular act and the celebrations that we saw that really woke people up and then mm-hmm. the Unplanned movie came along. I was blown away when I uh, interviewed one of the actors from Unplanned and learned that that film actually started, the, the seeds of that film were planted six years ago, and no one had control over the timing on it. So there wasn't a strategic plan to you know follow New York's deal with the right. Unplanned movie release. It's and so, so uh, yeah, so we can see God at work, and uh, definitely, I mean, uh, we've seen people activated to a level that we haven't seen in a long, long time. And, and what's really encouraging is it's not just activism towards passing laws. It's like, mm-hmm. what can I do to actually help right now? And I'm just sensing a little bit right now that uh, there's there's sort of a uprising going on of folks to say, we're not going to count on Congress to do something. We're going to roll up our sleeves and get involved and pray yeah. and actually start serving and doing things on our own and not waiting for elected officials or so forth to, to act with that. So so for everybody listening on this, you just have an enormous challenge here uh, to help support Embrace Grace. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast, I really do encourage you uh, to go to the Embrace Grace website and make a donation, whatever you're able to do, whatever God's placing on your heart uh, to, to be involved with this. And uh, that leads into uh, just a, our, my next question, just to kind of close out our discussion here. For someone who wants to bring uh, Embrace Grace to their church, what steps do they need to do uh, to make that happen? Yeah, so just go to EmbraceGrace.com and then click um, Start a Group. And you may not be, you may say, you know what, I'm not going to be the one to start a group, but at least just once you click on that, fill out that information because what happens is the starter guide is emailed to you immediately and automatically when you do that. So it could be something that you would afford onto your pastor or if you know someone that might would want to lead or if you want to lead but then you want to get some other people to do it along with you, you can forward it on. It's just easier to send on. It has um, a chapter, like a digital chapter uh, example if you wanted to see what the curriculum looks like. Um, it has all the information that maybe your pastor might would ask um, about it. And we just want to make sure that the pastor is on board. It's our way to protect the girls because we, we have people that will call us and say, hey, you know, I want to lead a group. Okay, well, what church do you go to? Well, I don't really go to church. And we don't have a way to, like, be able to know that they're weird sure. or not, you know, or yeah. um, and that it's a safe place. But the pastor can determine that, or a pastor. It doesn't have to be the senior pastor, depending on the size of your church. It could be your group's pastor or outreach. But a pastor being able to say, you know what, this could be, this is a group within our church, 
and then I approve you to lead, lead the group. Um, and then once we have that, then when you get on our website, we have a big directory where girls can find you um, and find the leader's information and phone number and when the night of the week that the group meets and get plugged into that group in your area. And we we need a lot because um, it's nice to even – even if you say, well, gosh, there's one like 10 minutes away, but really it's good to have options. They If you are on Monday night and they're on Wednesday night or maybe they're going to do a spring and fall and you want to do a summer and, you know, something else, like there's ways that you can make sure that no moms are flipping through the cracks and y'all can work together as a community to do them. Right. Well, that's all very helpful. Again, for every listener, now you have two challenges. <laughs> now you have a challenge to give to Embrace Grace and the challenge to find out more about this program so you can bring it to your church and make a huge impact. And I don't, you know, I don't want to downplay that. This is a huge impact in your community uh, with women that have real need right now. This is a way that you can be very actively involved. So, Amy, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast today and just commend you for this work with Embrace Grace. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Hey, that's it for this episode of the Love Times 2 podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And always remember that when you change the culture, the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number 2, dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening.